Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, May 7th, 2021. This is the Second Half Podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. Um, real quickly, for those of you finding me for the first time, um, if you haven't heard the podcast before, you need to know and understand that this is an amateur podcast. It's done from my home office. It's done from the same seat that you see me do my TikTok videos from. Uh, so it's not edited and mixed professionally. There's no soundproof booth. You might hear my dogs bark at the mailman or, or my landscaper show up and start cutting the lawn. It happens. Just roll with it. Uh, additionally, if you're finding me for the first time, that means you probably don't know about my website. So if you have a moment, go find oldhippymedia.com. That's old hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, media.com where you'll find almost anything you want to know about me. You'll find my blog. You'll find a link to my merch store. I have 160 different items, T-shirts, phone cases, throw pillows, stickers, magnets, buttons, aprons, face masks, you name it. Uh, and you'll also find link a link uh, on where you can buy my first two books. My first two books are entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, and Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. And both of those books are available in either paperback or ebook formats. So, once again, that's oldhippymedia.com. And I appreciate everybody who's already gone there to buy a book or an item from the merch store. I mean, seriously, it's blown away that anybody wants any of my shit. So, I appreciate it, guys. All right. Enough self pimpage. Let's start talking about the stories of the week. And that really does have to begin with the fact that today is my 22nd wedding anniversary. My wife Renee and I have been married since May 7th, 1999. That's right, youngins. Pre-2000s. My God, they're so old. Yes, we met in May of 97, we moved in together in May of 98, and we got married May 7th, 1999. So, uh, first things first, happy anniversary to my wife, who's most likely going to be listening to this at some point in time today. Um, In all seriousness, there's... Meeting her was life-changing to me. Absolutely life-changing to me. Um, I was, as many of you already know, living a nomadic life. I was completely content with that. And then my nomadic life suddenly changed. And just a couple of short, short years later, while I was still trying to figure out what my new life was going to be post-nomadic lifestyle, um, I met this woman who has, let's be honest has to possess the patience of a saint in order to be married to any Powell man for 22 years. That is, at least I've been told, not an easy task. Um, and I can tell you without any hesitation whatsoever that not only is my life ultimately more complete with my wife in it, 
um, it is ultimately better with my wife in it. Um, it just is. I, I can't even describe all the different ways in which it is better. So uh, I am one of the gentlemen of this world that is extraordinarily lucky that uh, that he landed uh, this type of woman. <clears throat> and, I mean, let's be honest, lucky in a whole bunch of different ways, right? She does not like to shop. She doesn't have a shoe fetish. She's not somebody that needs to take an hour and a half to get ready in the morning. She cusses when she needs to cuss. She, she, she's refined when she needs to be refined. Uh, you know, I see a lot of guys out there, you know, looking to play golf on the weekends just to get away from the wife and kids. Now, I look forward to my, she may not look forward to her weekends because she's stressing about work or, you know, the house is a mess and the kids are up her ass from time to time. I'm guessing, uh, but I do look forward to my weekends because it means she's home all day long, and that's what my life is ultimately going to be at some point in time. Anyway, I thought since it is our anniversary, I would share with you, I would regale you <clears throat> with the story of our first date, because fuck it, why not, right? So, um, for those of you who are unaware... Renee and I met in an AOL chat room. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going in the old in the Wayback Machine today, Mr. Peabody? We're going back to AOL chat room, Sherman. <clears throat> you guys remember AOL chat rooms, right? So there were these general chat rooms for people in the Chicagoland area. And I used to bounce in and out of these chat rooms all the time. And then you'd, you'd start conversations within the chat room itself. And then you'd have little IM conversations going on off to the side. You guys all remember that, right? All oh, the AOL days. Anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, that's the sound, the dial-up sound. Um, I was in an AOL chat room. And you know how they used to do the ASL, which stood for Age, Sex, Location Checks? ASL check? Somebody would type ASL, question mark into the, the, the chat room thread and somebody else would reply, you know, you know, male, 30, briefs, you know, female, 27, lace, something like that. And uh, I used to type those in all the time as ASUs, age, sex, underwear check, and kind of get a little conversation going with people, right? And people would come back with funky things or real things or you'd always get a few people that'd be like none you know i like to fuck around and say i was wearing burlap or some shit like that or mesh you know chicks dig me because i rarely wear underwear and when i do it's usually something in a low-rise mesh you know sorry it was a line from stripes anyway we we focus that's not what you're here that's all right. <laughs> i'm gonna make it a point to work pinkies the hot mess express from tiktok's focus that's not why you're here line into every one of my podcasts because i always seem to get off on a tangent so focus that's not why you're here anyway <clears throat> i put out an asu and she answered it she replied to it and so we sparked up a conversation in ims off to the side and after a couple two three hours of that 
digital back and forth, uh, we spoke on the phone. And we spoke into the wee hours of the night. And then the next day we spoke on the phone. And then the next day we spoke on the phone. And then the next day we went out on our first date. So it was a pretty rapid progression from meeting in an AOL chat room to actually going out on our first date. So, first date. I pick her up. She's living with her mom in a condominium in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. And I go to pick her up. And um, her mom answers the door. And uh, I guess she had been told by Renee that I had tattoos. And so her mom answers the door and says, all right, I want to see your tattoos. I mean, I'm, I'm not even in the house. She's in the door jam. And she's like, let me see the tattoos. So I'm like undoing shirts and shit as I enter the dwelling. Uh, back then I used to wear uh, uh, a T-shirt with a flannel over it. Uh, and sleeves kind of rolled up, baseball cap, and uh, that's what I had on. So I had to take the flannel off and show my tattoos. Anyway, whatever. So we're going to go out. We're going to have dinner in a movie. And uh, there's a little place called Bennigan's. I'm sure some people have heard of it. I don't even know if they're still around. I haven't seen a Bennigan's in a dog's age. But we were going to go to Bennigan's, have a little dinner, and then we were going to go out and catch a movie. And we were going to catch... Uh, Austin Powers, because it was when the first Austin Powers movie came out. Yes, we're that old. Anyway, um, go to Bennigan's, we're having some dinner, you know. I don't even remember, probably had a burger, most likely. I'm guessing probably a Mountain Dew in one of their lovely Bennigan pint glasses. And after dinner's over, because... Let's admit it. I'm charming as fuck. There was absolutely no question that we were then going to proceed on to the movie, right? Dinner went flawlessly. Flawlessly. A-game. Working. This is in the bag, right? Get in the car. We start heading over to one of the two movie theaters in the immediate vicinity. While we're heading there, Renee is informing me from the passenger seat that I have the wrong theater. And I'm me, and supremely confident in all things I do, so I was like, eh, it's the right theater, trust me. No, I'm telling you, it's the wrong theater. Hey, 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 shh, shh, don't worry yourself, I got this, right? I'm just, like, into my zone, right? <clears throat> no worries, this is the right theater, trust me, I'm on top of my shit. We get to the theater... Austin Powers is not on the marquee. She's like, it's the wrong fucking theater. I'm like, no, it's not. Trust me. So we, she's like, okay, well, you're going to ride this out, huh? You're going to take this all the way, aren't you? So I think at that point in time, she was basically just in it to see how it was going to end, right? How far is this dumb fuck willing to go, right? <laughs> so I stroll up to the movie theater. Got my best, you know walk going on i'm just oozing confidence don't worry about this somehow some way i am gonna squeeze two austin powers tickets out of a movie theater that ain't fucking playing austin powers watch my watch me work roll up to the window she's like yeah go ahead go ahead get us tickets go ahead so two for austin powers please 
lady behind the window goes, we don't have Austin Powers. That's at the other theater. I, trying to save myself, say to the woman who works at the theater, are you sure? She <laughs> looks behind her on the, the menu of movies and peruses it, turns back around and goes, yeah, pretty sure. I now have to turn back around to my date, who you just know is eating this up with a fucking spoon. And listen, I may or may not be exaggerating here. I may or may not be telling you the truth here. But when I turn back around to see that shit-eating grin on my my date's face, I could swear she was actually licking the failure off of her fingertips because she was eating it up. She was it. So, you ready to go to the right theater, big boy? <laughs> we get in the car, we go over to the right theater, we get two for Austin Powers, and by the time we get into the movie theater, into our theater itself, our individual theater, we had missed the first five to seven minutes. So, given the era that we lived in and the fact that we didn't have all the modern technologies, we had to wait for Austin Powers to come out on video, then go rent it in order to see the first five to seven minutes of the movie that we saw on our first date. And the fact that that wasn't enough of a red flag to send her running shows that uh, either I truly do have the Kavorka or she doesn't have the sense God gave a mule. And that's just a saying, you know I'm an atheist. Uh, I prefer to think it's just that I have the Kavorka. Just oozing it. So... There you go on my 22nd wedding anniversary, the story of our first date. 22 years later, here we are with a mortgage, three kids, two dogs, five cats, one heart attack, and an arthritic hip. So we've come a long way, baby. (laughs) Ah, shit. All right, enough of that shit. Let's uh, move on. If I've ever gilled you with stories of my failures long enough, let's move on because I have some old man complaining to do. And we got to get to it before we get to the politics of the week. And it's already 14 minutes into this thing, and I haven't even gotten to my old man complaining yet. I was doing some shopping this week uh, on my big and tall site that I I typically go to for my shirts because I'm a big boy. I need shirts in bigger sizes. And one of the sites I go to has some decent shirts. And I was like, hey, okay, it's time I had a few shirts that I can rotate into the, into the uh, or, or mix into the rotation, I should say, that don't have a band name on them, right? And I come across this shirt that's $90. It's a plain T-shirt for $90. So I was like, holy balls. These fucking people are proud of their shit. Renee goes, well, what is it? I go, it's a t-shirt. Nothing on it. $90. Fucking people are nuts. She goes, well, who's it by? So I look at it. And I go, it's by somebody called bah- Tommy Bahama. She's like, yeah, genius. Why don't you go Google Tommy Bahama? And then you'll find out why he can get $90 for a t-shirt. I said, I don't give a fuck who Tommy Bahama is. I don't give a fuck if Tommy owns the Bahamas. You understand what I'm saying? $90 for a plain t-shirt is never happening. All right? I will make my own out of beer carcasses if I have to. Fuck that. $90. 
boy, you got some fucking balls to ask $90 for a plain-ass T-shirt. I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck who it is. Is it served in Jesus' shoe? I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. It better be made out of Jesus' nutsack for 90 fucking dollars. It's a fucking t-shirt, for Christ's sake. I have a heart attack paying $32 for graphic tees from the Grateful Dead. And my wife looks at me and goes, but just because you just don't understand how much things cost anymore. Odd, considering I do all the shopping in the house. But, uh, yeah, maybe I don't. But here's the deal. 90 for a plain t-shirt? I don't give a fuck what inflation is. That is never justified. Ever. Tommy Bahama can take his fucking t-shirt and shove it straight up his fucking ass. $90 for a fucking t-shirt. You know how many fucking t-shirts I can get for 90 fucking dollars? Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So, there it is. I've officially turned into my father, apparently, according to my wife. <clears throat> because I am offended at a $90 t-shirt. No, I'm not saying she would spend $90 for a t-shirt. I'm just saying she says she understands why it is $90. No, I still don't. I don't give a fuck who he is. I don't give a fuck if he's the biggest dick, most money-having, fucking ball-sack-swinging motherfucker on the planet. You ain't getting 90 of my motherfucking dollars for no goddamn plain t-shirt. Fuck you. Sit down. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how much people can ask for money, and unbelievable that after 22 years, how much we're still learning how different we are, my wife and I. Now, speaking of marriage and money, if we can real quick, let me just throw in a quick note here, and that is, I don't know if you've heard, but Bill and Melinda Gates are getting a divorce after 27 years. And... Somebody did some preliminary crude math and said that if they split their fortune, they'd each walk away with somewhere in the neighborhood of $65 billion. So, let me just say this, if I can. Hey, Bill. Sup? Huh? huh? You into the dead? You like smoking herb? Because, uh, you know. I'll keep those floors clean, you know. I'll, I do dishes. That's all good. I'll scoop the litter boxes. You like smoking some good herb and listening to some mellow music? You like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? And <laughs> hey, now listen to me. I'm straight as an arrow, but let me tell you something. $65 billion is $65 motherfucking billion. <laughs> now people are like, well, why don't you go for Melinda Gates? Well, because I would just view that as cheating on my wife, but this I would just view as selling out as a whore. So maybe I can get myself a couple of $90 t-shirts if I uh, if I just pin that prenup up to the fucking, the, 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 the bed stand so I could keep an eye on it every night. Actually, no, that would be wrong, right? The prenup would prevent me from getting any money. Uh, I would need, uh, I would need the will. I need to put that on the headboard every night to just verify and justify what I'm doing this for. $65 billion, bitch. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, anybody who's interested in landing themselves a uh, multi-billionaire, man or woman, the Gateses are on the market. All right? So there you go. Complete with Jewish space lasers and, and all the computer software you could ever imagine. All right, let's move on to politics for the week. I've got a handful of shit to cover this week, so 
Let's get into it. Uh, first up is Newsmax. Uh, Newsmax, the ultra-right-wing propaganda machine that Donnie McFuckstick loves so much, has settled their lawsuit with Dominion voting machines and have issued a public apology stating that they pushed a debunked story, a lie, and that was that the election was stolen. So now, we not only have Newsmax admitting this, but we also have Trump's top lawyer, Sidney the Kraken Powell, both saying that the big lie of the election fraud never happened. Never happened. wonder how many more it's going to take before the simpletons among us actually wake the fuck up and realize that this was all a fucking lie. And it would have been nice if you guys could have come clean a little bit sooner. You could have saved the country a whole lot of grief. You know? It's a little too little, too late for uh, some of those insurrectionists that stormed the tower, stormed the Capitol building in the name of Donald J. Trump. They're all facing federal charges. They're facing years in prison now. And I would say it's definitely too little too late for Ashley Babbitt, wouldn't you? In case you guys remember that name but can't quite place where that's from, Ashley Babbitt is the uh, the name of the domestic terrorist who took a slug to the neck as she was coming through the Capitol window and died on January 6th. She's the one that broke through the window with the Capitol Police just on the other side. They shot her in the neck. She wound up dying. She's become a bit of a martyr for um, right-wing anti-American insurgents. And her family is looking to sue the police department that the officer was part of. They're looking to sue the police department for killing their daughter during an insurrection, a violent attempt to overthrow the government at our Capitol building. My, oh my, oh my, would you look at that white privilege just dripping off the Babbitt family, huh? Now all of a sudden it's okay to sue police departments when they kill your offspring, especially when they're actually on videotape trying to break into the Capitol building while everyone around her is chanting how they're there to hang the Vice President of the United States. But I'll bet you you're real fucking offended when people of color sue police departments when a member of those departments murders their unarmed son in the streets of America, right? I hope you're awarded zero fucking dollars. And I hope you fucking people are countersued into the ground for wasting the government's time on such a bullshit lawsuit. Your child, your daughter, your niece, your cousin, your sister, whoever the fuck she was to you, deserved that bullet to the neck. Deserved it. And the most regrettable part about the actions of January 6th were that those cops didn't shoot more of those disgusting fucking insurrectionist pigs. It's a damn shame we weren't cleaning blood off the Capitol steps and hauling those fucks out in body bags by the dozen. 
They tried to overthrow my government. They tried to say my my voice and my vote don't count. Fuck them and everything they stand for. You're going to sue the police department for protecting the Capitol building? For doing their job? Now I wish they'd have put three slugs in her neck. Yeah, that's harsh. I get it. And there's some piece of people, including my wife out there, that are going to say that's harsh. That's exactly how I feel. That is disgusting that her family is trying to sue the police department when her actions are caught on videotape and they're so fucking vile and disgusting that had she fucking lived, she would be facing decades in prison for those actions. Yeah, one of yours goes down and it's time to sue. I hope they award you nothing. And you sit penniless for the rest of your fucking days thinking about the one you lost and how there is going to be no reparations for you. In other insurrectionist news, former Arizona Republican state representative Anthony Kern was caught on tape at the Capitol insurrection and is now also caught on tape counting ballots at the Arizona forensic audit that's currently happening. Huh. Interesting. I don't see how that's any bit of a conflict, huh, guys? This guy so opposed the outcome of this election that he flew from Arizona to Washington, D.C. and participated in an attempted coup against our government. And you're letting him count ballots for anything? I wouldn't let this guy count ballots for class president. Yet he's sitting in a room with dozens of other people in Arizona going through a forensic audit of the vote that's already been certified and the president and the winner has already been in his position for over a hundred days. A lot of you people on TikTok ask me, what are your thoughts on the on the on the Arizona audit? Here are my thoughts on the Arizona audit. It's political fucking theater. That's it. It's political theater. It is First of all, the Arizona GOP has already stated that this is not going to change the certified election results. Second of all, it's not even a statewide audit. I, I can't remember if it's one county or one district, but it's reserved to a small area. They're not going to find anything because this has already been counted, recounted, recounted, and relitigated over and over and over again. And the entire exercise is designed by the Republicans in order to keep the lie going. Why do they need to keep the big lie going? The big lie being that the election was stolen? Because as long as they keep the big lie going, then the simpletons of America will continue to send them their hard-earned money in the form of donations in order to continue to fight the big lie. This is a money play. They have all learned very well from Trump how to keep dipping into the wallets of their supporters, and that's what it is. And the dumbest among us keep banging their fucking head against the wall over and over and over again and hence sending their money to these fucking people because they're too fucking stupid to realize they're being played. And that's it. I'm, there is no nice way of saying it. They're too fucking stupid to know they're being played. 
And so they just keep dipping into their wallets and sending more money. And that's what the Republicans are doing. Look for more of these forensic audits to try at least to pop up in other states because it's all about keeping the lie going. Got to keep the money flowing in. When people realize they've been lied to, they're going to stop giving their money to the people who lied to them. So they got to keep lying to them in order to keep the fucking purse open. Now, in regards to this gentleman, this Anthony Kern, this motherfucker needs to be taken out of that position immediately. That is a major conflict of interest, and he shouldn't be counting ballots for anybody, anywhere, anytime, especially not in an election that so triggered his snowflake ass that he tried to overthrow his own government. Remove him immediately. By the way, the photographer who caught that picture of him counting ballots in that facility has now been banned from entering that facility. Interesting, huh? The only thing he's done of note is take a picture of a gentleman sitting at a table who matches the gentleman who was at the insurrection. And now he's not allowed in. Not the gentleman with the massive conflict of interest. No, he's allowed to continue to count ballots. The gentleman who took the picture is not allowed in. That's the Republican Party of today, folks. Shut them down. Don't let them see it. Keep doing your work behind closed doors. Try and get the lie pushed through. It's going to be that way for a few years, folks. So don't think this shit's going away anytime soon, all right? All right, we got a handful more stories to get to. So I want to do some kind of like rapid-fire bullet points on just a few stories before I get down here to uh, our last couple of stories of the week. So let's let's just talk about a few stories in succession here real quick. First and foremost, the Pentagon has stopped border wall construction for all of the border wall that was happening with all of those redirected defense spending funds. I don't know if you guys remember that, but Trump diverted already allocated defense funds to begin building part of his border wall. The Pentagon has ended that. They've taken their funds back and they've shut down those sections of the border wall. And if that wasn't good enough, Joe Biden has now pulled all the contracts for any border wall construction. They're all done. No more construction, no more contracts. That bullshit charade is over. As I said at the beginning of Trump's term, I now say at the end of Trump's term, there will never be a border wall in this country. You are not going to wall off the length of the Mexican-American border. Trump wasn't going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. And thankfully, the sections that were being repaired of the fence that is there, that's all been stopped. Fuck this shit. You guys got to stop with the bullshit. Anyway, that's good news. Uh, Second bullet point. Trump said he now wants the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, to be known as the Trump scene. Right? He can't stand the fact that Obama's got Obamacare. And he has nothing. Because he's got to have his name on something. Because that's what Trump does, right? Trump doesn't actually make anything, 
produce anything or 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 have any kind of original idea for himself that is his he just puts his name on other shit right somebody else makes a tie he puts his name on somebody else makes a suit he puts his name on somebody else makes a, a, a builds a building he puts his name on this is what trump does all right Put, slaps his name on stakes and airlines and universities. And you know the shit that he started versus the shit that he hasn't started, right? The shit that he started is failing. The airline went under. The university went under. The charity went under. The stakes went under. The vodka went under. The magazine went under. The casinos went under, right? It's not until you get to something that somebody else built and he just puts his name on it until you actually see any kind of success. Well, now he wants his name on the vaccine. And he's never going to get it, and it's going to drive him batshit crazy. So look for Trump to, in the near future, make up another one of those Time magazine covers <laughs> that, you know, you can get anybody's face in any article that you want put on the cover of a Time magazine. You can you can have anyone you want. Uh, well, look for him to create another one of those Time magazine covers calling him the creator of the Trump scene. What a fucking tool this guy is. Uh, next, we have Joe Manchin, speaking of tools. Uh, he has got far too much power right now. Uh, it's a long way away until the 2022 midterms, but we need to build a bigger majority in the Senate because the entire Senate moves as Joe Manchin moves, and that is just not good for progress. So far, Joe Manchin being the 50th vote, has already killed the minimum wage increase and D.C. statehood. And there is no telling what else he's capable of killing uh, as the next two years progress. We have got to build a stronger lead in the Senate if we're going to truly push through liberal and democratic policies. He is just He's going to be a stumbling block for the next two years. Uh, in additional news, we have Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's like the wonder twins of stupidity, right? Anyway, Matt Gates and MTG are set for a national tour calling out Republicans who are anti-Trump in their own districts and states. And I got to tell you something, I'm here for all of it. All of it. I love it when the rattlesnakes turn on each other. Yes, Republicans going around state by state, district by district, campaigning against sitting Republicans as we head into a midterm that's going to determine whether or not Joe Biden's agenda gets rounded out in the last two years of his first term. By all means, please have this civil war. I am, let me, Alexa, order all the popcorn. Let me pull out my brand new folding chair I got to go to my daughter's softball game and grab me a bucket of popcorn so I can catch all of this. Do it. Where can I pitch into the travel expenses? Seriously. Make this tour happen. Eat each other alive head, heading into the midterm. Give Democrats the best chance ever of retaining and growing their leads. Now, Matt's, he's got other problems, so I don't know if he's going to actually make it out on tour. We're going to have to see if he does because, as you know, Matt's got himself a problem because Matt likes to pay underage girls to let them fuck him. 
or to let him fuck them, however that goes. You've heard the stories. He, uh, he digitally pays through pay apps underage girls to travel across state lines and have sex with them, <clears throat> which is the indication that uh, he can't really get any. And I got to tell you something. If you're a young white man in the state of Florida and you can't get your dick wet without paying for it, you got some issues, homie. You got some fucking issues. Just saying. All right? I'm not saying I'm going to go cheat on my wife by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a 49-year-old overweight, graying, middle-aged man, and I can go to Florida tomorrow and get laid. What the fuck are you paying for, you loser? Anyway, all of his little sex parties with these underage girls... They were with a buddy of his by the name of Joel Greenberg. Maybe you've heard of Joel Greenberg because Joel Greenberg used to be the Seminole County, Florida tax collector and buddy, once again, of Matt Gates, who is currently facing, Mr. Greenberg is, 33 different federal counts of his own. And so he's begun trying to figure out ways to mitigate his legal exposure. And part of that has been to begin working with the police, the federal authorities, to discuss what Matt has done. And now it's come out. Hang on, this is classic. I've got to take a sip of water for this. Now it comes out that in the waning months of the Trump presidency, Matt Gates' little buddy, Joel Greenberg, actually penned a confession letter with the intent of getting it to Donald Trump to try and get preemptive pardons for him and Matt. And in the letter, he states that he and Matt Gates participated in paying women for sex. He specifies how many women, where it was, the length of time that they did this, and he does name Matt Gates by name, and he clearly states in the letter that, yes, some of the girls were underage, 17 years of age, and, yes, they knew it at the time. So I don't know if Matt's actually going to get to go on his little bullshit tour. Um, what would be really awesome is, is if Matt Gates could go on his bullshit tour to just ha- kind of help erode the Republican Party a little bit more and then go to prison for his antics. But... Uh, Uh, If the federal authorities in their infinite wisdom decide that it would be best for society that Matt just go bye-bye for a little while right now before he gets to go on his little tour, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm going to applaud the move, and I'm going to back the move because this dude's got some fucking problems. Some serious, serious problems. Matt's having himself a really, really bad 2021, you know? Now, nobody has more problems than Donnie, not even Matt Gates, And we got to end this week on a Donnie story that is just French kissable. Mm. Chef kissable. Sorry, not French kissable. That was not the right thing to say, and I'm not going to go back and re-record the entire almost 40 minutes of this podcast so far just to take out that line. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear their correction, and we're going to move the fuck on. Now, this next story is so delicious, you got to give me a minute. i got to take a little hit. 
Yeah. By the way, if you're just now finding my podcast, uh, you need to be made aware that this is a 420-friendly podcast. And if that offends you, you might want to go ahead and unsubscribe, unsubscribe and turn the fucking thing off right now because we do we we do this kind of thing around here. We smoke our herb, we get a buzz on, and we uh we, we do what I like to call rounding the edges. So if you're offended by that, please understand up front that I really don't give a fuck. Hang on. Alright, last story of the week. As you are well aware, Donald Trump has been banned from all of the major social media outlets, right? He has been banned from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I don't know if he ever tried to get on TikTok or if he has a Snapchat, nor do I really fucking care. However, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter have banned him. Twitter's never letting him back on. That That is just never going to happen. Just was determined this past, this week, that Facebook is upholding and extending their ban of Trump for another six months for both Facebook and Instagram. So he's not getting back on these social media platforms. And he vowed, at the end of his presidency, to create his own social media platform. Now... I don't know if this thing that we're going to talk about is what he was talking about or if there is actually a social media platform coming that will allow people to interact. But if this is it, wow, this is feeble. Um, but what, what he's done is he's essentially created a blog, okay? <laughs> um, I shit you not. He's created a blog in which he can post any content he feels he wants to post in the form of a written it almost looks like a Facebook post right like he's just so fucking itching to get back on social media that he created a blog to be able to make posts to nobody now there are don't get me wrong there are people that are signed up that get notified when he posts something else but it's not like a social media app where you can have Interaction, right? Where you can, he can post something and people can comment things and can share his post. And, and, you know, he just posts something and there's nothing, right? There's, there's just no interaction with it. Unless I miss something and there's a comment section, which would be fucking ideal. But I didn't see one when I went and looked at it. So essentially, what has happened is, is that this lonely, sad, pathetic loser of a human being who's not allowed to be on any social media apps because he's that much of a disgusting excuse for a person, had to create his own blog in order to keep pretending that he is on social media and keep spewing his nonsense out into the universe in the form of his own personalized I can say anything I want, there is no character limit, and clearly we're not spell-checking anything, quote-unquote, posts. That is one of the craziest, while simultaneously being one of the nuttiest things I've ever heard in my life. Sad, when you think about it, right? 
it is just a sad old man trying to remain relevant. Just sitting there, typing away with his thumbs. Hit send to nobody. Because there is no social media platform. It's just a Donald Trump blog. Anybody can start one. Like, literally anybody. They're free. I have one. I pay nothing for it. It's just a feature. And and that's where we are. He just can't stop spreading propaganda and striving to remain relevant. So if you want to have a laugh, go look up Trump's new social media, I guess. Just Google up Trump's new social media platform and you'll you'll find it. And go read some of the posts that he's already made. It's it's the same incoherent, misspelled word salad ramblings that we got from him when he would rage tweet into his phone from the toilet 2 a.m. at the White House through Arby's stained fingers. You know, it's just, it's incoherent madness. And here's the thing. The reason why he's now, so Facebook and Instagram extended their, their ban of him for six months. And then I followed it up by saying he's never getting on, on these platforms again. And here's why. Because now that he's got this, he will just continue to say more and more batshit crazy insane things as the days wear on and ensure that as these other platforms see what he's writing on his little blog site, they're never going to let him back on. They're like, listen, the guy's still fucking crazy. And, and, and as the authorities close in on him and as things get more pressure packed for him, he's only going to say crazier and crazier things. So He's done with social media. This is this new Trump blog site. This is his new social media. That's it. That's the whole shooting match. I think I'm going to go subscribe. Right? Just to kind of track the insanity. See what he's up to from time to time. But yeah, that's what he's got going on. He created this little blog site. He's calling it, you know, I don't even know what he's calling it. It's just being discussed as his new social media platform, his way to get his word out. Um, I I don't know if anybody but Trump is ever going to be allowed to post anything to this new site. I don't know if they're going to get give his children, Uday and Kuse, accounts to be able to post stuff. I mean, Trump Jr. sure did like to, to, to run his mouth on Twitter. Uh, does Princess Ivana Ivanka get a, get an account? Who the fuck knows? Uh, but right now he's got an account. He has uh, a platform, and and it's just the same fucking bullshit as there was before. Just just the same shit. I'm sure somewhere at the Washington Post or New York Times or wherever, somebody is already on this platform and just counting the lies like they did through his presidency. And at some point in time, somebody, you're going to, you're going to, whatever, he's an old man. At some point in time in the future, you're going to hear the story of his passing, right? For whatever reason, he's going to eventually pass. And somebody's going to come along and go, and the final total is, and they're going to rattle off some big ass fucking number that's going to wind up being Trump's uh, total lies since entering office. And it's going to be astounding.
So um, he's out there again if you're interested in seeing what he's got going on. If you're a content creator and you're looking for some material, uh, if you're a blogger or a podcaster and you're looking for some shit to talk about, go sign up because I'm sure he's going to have no shortage of bullshit to discuss. And speaking of content creators, if I could real quick, uh, I couldn't even begin to call out everybody who uh, is cool on the app. Uh, there's so many of you guys that are out there that have been cool, that have, have regularly interacted with the stuff. Obviously, all of my moderators are fantastic. Google Max and Jaden and everybody, uh, you guys are all fucking fantastic. Um, don't think that if you send me something in a message uh, and it, you don't get a reply back, either right away or even ever that it's I'm ignoring you um I never thought it was going to blow up the way it did and and I just can't keep up with all the messages so there's a lot of shit that gets lost in the static of that app but there are a ton of great creators that I really dig you know um I, I still dig the people I started following on the app you know the Shannon Smiths and the getting shiggies with it, and the North Omaha cat ladies, and the good troubles of the world. And I dig the people that I've come to know on the app. Scotty Banks is a great one. The Dude Trader is a great one. I'm talking about in the political realm here, right? <coughs> and I'm going to mess up some of the some of the names, but the Bridger Farmer is, a, is another good one. Uh, uh, one that's not so political that I just really enjoy her content is going to be... Uh, um, Cannon's fodder, uh, Lissa. If you if you're looking for legal angles on stuff, Lissa is. If you're looking for legal angles or or to talk about fundamentalist religion, you got to go watch some Lissa. Uh, Blaine, dude. If you're an atheist and you're not watching Blaine and doing his Jesus skits, you are fucking missing out on life. Seriously. Uh, they're funny as shit. And this week, <laughs> he uh, he did a he did a bit, uh, one of his bits where he introduced uh, a new character, Satan. And I gotta tell you, I just I'm just I'm here for all of it, right? I'm like sitting here going, God damn! I hope he expands the character list, right? In season two, I want to see some saints. I want to see some apostles. You know, I mean, bring out Mother Teresa, Gandhi, whatever. Fucking, let's get them all involved. <laughs> I love it. Um, so go watch Blaine if you're into some atheism. Uh, Ethan Lawless will set you straight on some atheist uh, points of views. Um, oh God, I'm 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 drawing a blank on all of them. Who is uh, Captain Dadpool? Captain Dadpool is great uh, at debunking a lot of the religious shit. Uh, and there are several small creators that I dig as well. Uh, smaller creators that I dig as well. Maybe not all of them as political creators. Some of them. For, for just, there's Shay, Shay and her wife, right? Nothing but positivity oozing off of them. Tracy Space out in Colorado. Fucking, you know, one of the first. Dig us some Tracy Space here in the house. So I know I don't mention everybody as often as I should. The Amazing D, right? The Amazing D. Uh, Goddess Mia. How the fuck did I not mention those two at the beginning, you dumb fuck? Two of the ones you listen to the most, right? Um, love their stuff. Absolutely love their stuff. 
and and I don't get to mention everybody nearly as often as I should because I'm so caught up in replying to everybody's bullshit on the app. I should spend more time promoting some of the, the content creators. But if you're on TikTok, go look for some of these people. Go up and down the list of people who I follow and just start following some of these people. Uh, I'm going to say the name wrong, but is it Bridger Farmer? I just started following her recently. She's from Texas. Uh, you'll recognize her. She's got a little bit of a southern jaw. She's got a short haircut. Uh, she did a video about giving cooters, cutting cooters some slack. The the lunatic that went nuts in the uh, in the Costco, screaming about tyranny, uh, when he was actually really pissed off about capitalism. Uh, she called him cooter in a video, and I literally, I shit you not, spit water across my fucking desk because <laughs> I was in the middle of drinking and I had my phone on my stand and I was just kind of scroll, 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 and I scrolled and every time I see her stuff, I stop and I watch, right? And she she said cooter and I I spit my shit all over the place. Uh, I, I'm gonna leave a million people out, right? But there's, there's tons of them that I watch on a regular basis. Hot Mess Express, Pinky makes me laugh every fucking time. Uh, oh, God, what is her name? Fuck, I'm drawing a blank, but you guys know who I'm talking about. As soon as you scroll up, you see her swir- twirling around her her island in her kitchen, going shwa and then she kind of bends over and leans into the camera and gives you the old people who do this are the same people who do that. It's great shit. It's wonderful comment. Uh, Tacy uh, teaching everybody how to dirty sign language. Fucking great account, you know. Great account. Go follow some of these people and boost the shit out of all of their stuff, please. Across the board, help out the people out because you know TikTok really <clears throat> fucks with the algorithms and. It does seem like they do kind of tend to fuck with people who are trying to get justice and equality for people. And and most of the people that I just mentioned here... Oh, wait a minute. Old Man Murphy. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You got to go watch Old Man Murphy, too. Uh, but go watch all of these people because they're all doing the right thing. You know what I mean? And and everybody needs to be boosted a little bit. And I, sh- I need to do my better part of doing it in the app. So um, go watch all of them. Uh, that's all I got for you guys for this week. Thank you guys for turning in. Listen, happy Mother's Day to all the moms this Sunday uh, in advance. It's not a real big holiday for me because of my relationship with my mother. I try to do something for my wife. Uh, uh, the kids have now you know, taken some of that upon themselves. But uh, say hi to your moms. Take care of your wives. Uh, even your daughters who have given you grandchildren, across the board, all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Uh, I'm getting my second shot tomorrow, so 5G should be completely downloaded. If I'm not gnawing on people's faces by Monday, I think we'll be in the clear to go ahead and celebrate uh, my birthday, which is coming up on the 13th, right around the corner. And don't forget that we're doing the giveaway. Now, one note real quick about the giveaway. Uh, Just so everybody's clear, you go back and you listen to the video again, there will be five winners. Four of the winners are each going to get the following items. One paperback copy of A Grateful Life and one paperback copy of Dearest Renee. So four winners are each going to receive a paperback copy of each one of my books. The fifth winner receives the books and all the other shit that was mentioned. 
It's not going to be one person's going to win the bullshit mug and one person's going to win the tacos throw pillow and one person's going to win the books and one person's going to win the second half podcast mug and one person's going to win the notebook and one person's going to win the magnet. No. The fifth winner, the fifth name pulled from whatever I'm going to put all these fucking names in now. that There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, and I'll get it figured out. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh Whoever the fifth name pulled out is going to win the two books and all of that shit as one big package. So it's all going to get shipped to them together. So uh, if you're not already in, go find me on TikTok, Tom Powell Jr., and look for that post. Good luck. I post a lot of shit now that it's kind of buried. Not a lot of new people are going to be coming in to find it. Uh, probably not a bad thing. I think there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 3,000 names in this thing already. So I'm going to get fucking hand cramps just writing out everybody's name on a small piece of paper. Not to mention the fact that I'm just going to burn through a fuck ton of paper writing out everybody's name. But uh, it's been worth it because you guys got me over 200,000, which is fucking insane. It really, it's nuts. I, I don't do social media with the intention of of trying to build up some kind of an audience for any particular reason other than to tell people about my books. And and I was going to be content with having a few hundred people follow me on the app and maybe sell a few books here and there. You guys came out of the woodwork, 200,000 people. The book sales are going fucking nuts. We've sold more books in the last month than any other month that I've had the books out. The podcast numbers are off the charts. So I think the entire... TikTok family for making that happen and uh, keep buying the books. Buy them for people that you know. Buy them for gifts. Maybe we'll uh, do something this Christmas. Hopefully the third book will be out and we can do another giveaway. They make great stocking stuffers, so forth, so on. So anyway, I appreciate you guys letting me ramble for another week. Uh, That's all I got for you this week. Tune in next Friday for another podcast. And until then, as always, stay grateful.